Hello, hashtag first TV family, and welcome. It's week 203. I'm Aaron Mack, and I'm here with my good friend, Kevin, aka and CBC Basic Complexity. And Kevin will take it away with our what makes the number three significant. Kevin, take it away, my friend. All right. Um, the number three stands out to me personally um, because from my parents, I was their first child, so um, one of three. There were three total. I still remember I was like six, nearly seven, when my youngest sister was born, and my mom was like, nah, that's it. Cool. Yeah. All, all, all right. So, we'll go straight into the song choices for the week, and I'll start off with the new song as we switch back and forth normally. And this week, my new song is coming from, it's a 2022 release from Mm -hmm. the Coco Jones, her song called I See You. And I particularly wanted to reference this song because I know last week I was like, People nowadays, all of their music is just, uh, you cheat on me, I'll break up with you. Cheat on me, I'll break up with, like, nobody ever talks about, like, staying together. And then, ironically, after I, I said that, I came across Coco Jones singing and doing an outstanding job singing I See You on the Jennifer Hudson show. And I'm like, huh. And it, that is a, an example of a song that it, it's like, it's it's not necessarily a let's stay together because you cheated in spite of the fact that you cheated thing, but it is a we keep coming back to each other kind of thing. Like there must be something special here, you know? And I, I, I think that's really cool. And also, yes, Jennifer Hudson did call Coco Jones her mini-me, and I don't want this to come As far as... Coco Jones is a beautiful woman, Jennifer Hudson is a beautiful woman, and they they both have inches, right? Like, our friend... I, I thought it was so cool when our friend of the show, The Lucky Lab, referred to her additional hair as her inches. And like mm-hmm. these w- women, like, like Coco Jones, like not only has inches, but I, I think like for her, it's like feet. But I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you, you better. And it works very well. Coco Jones is very cool. And I also thought it was interesting how Coco Jones, uh, okay, well, how Coco, one of Coco Jones' uh, vocal inspirations, she she was like, of course it's you, Jennifer Hudson, but she also named Cece Winans. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's really cool because, like, 
that's not a name that you expect to come up often for uh, pop singers, you know. So it's like th- th- that's that's cool, and I lo- I love CC Wine, and I also have to reference her song, "Just My Love" from 2018, which I enjoy um, very much. Mesa Complexity, what what's your new st- your older song, my friend? Yes. Um- this week in particular, my older song, and some of you might remember this, the fairly young ones might not, but the song is called Juicy Fruit, and that's by the group in, sorry, in tune, I think. I don't know if I'm saying that right or what. But, um, yeah, the song was, the song definitely came out way back in the day. My year of birth, 1983. <laughs> so, um, it apparently was the um was the title track from their once again nineteen eighty three album and I remember hearing this song when I was younger and I really thought it was from the seventies. I just got that feel from it. And oh, um, however, yeah, I still play the song to this day, like 40 years later. It still be on fire. <laughs> and that's all I have. It actually, it, it, it's an excellent song, and um, it, it, it's one of my favorites as well. I, I, I thought it was interesting how you were like, well, you know, if, if you kids are old enough to remember, and I, I was like, that was the year that we were born. Like, and technically, for people like you, Mr. December Baby, more than likely, you were not born when the song was out. What, what, no, when the song was, when the song first came out. Although, technically, I, there, I have a, a six-month chance of it not being when, before I was born either. But, yeah. But, no, I, I, I love that. Juicy fruit. Juicy. That's a, a great song. Great choice, my friend. Absolutely. And, at least... You got a 50-50 chance. Yeah, I have a 50-50 chance of it being before I was born. But no matter what, like, it, it was through all of that. Oh, and as far as how you pronounce it, I was going to look it up, but I forgot, my apologies, how to pronounce it. But I, I, I think it's Ntume, I think. I don't know. But I, I, I know in, in some cases the M, like you kind of pronounce it, but you just kind of go over it. And, mm. 
and it just forgive them. Mm. I don't know. I I I know you're laughing at me. Wh- whatever. But yeah. All right. So I laugh at myself also. Okay. Well, as long as you also both you in addition to me. Well, laughing at me, but you're also laughing at yourself, right? I I I'm right. I'm just being funny. Anyway, but yes. So it is the time of the. It is the time that we thank our viewers, our audience members, our people who, everybody around the globe who checks out hashtag TV. And we, we like to offer a special thank you to all of you and in the form of thanking every country that checks out hashtag TV. So... Vietnam, thank you. United Kingdom, thank you. Republic of Korea, thank you. Egypt, thank you. Germany, thank you. Belgium, thank you. Singapore, thank you. United States, thank you. Canada, Thank you. Thank you all so very much for sticking with Hashtag Verse TV. We appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Yes. All right. And in closing, we'll give the uh, show uh, titles for the week. Are, are you ready for the show titles, Kevin? Is yeah. your break today? Hashtag New Normal. Hashtag Chad facts. Hashtag VertTVND featuring bodyguard. Hashtag really authentic. Hashtag mandatory reflection. And we will have our hashtag live one timeless tea. So there's the complexity. Are, are you ready to get this show on the road, my friend? Yeah. Two, oh, three. Hashtag oh, normal right. at QI Grams at Arc Warrior Official at Watch It Entertainment. Hashtag Verse TV 203A. The first time I brought them to Disney, I thought they were going to go for, you know, the big superheroes. They were looking at princesses. And they all wanted to be you know, Minnie Mouse. And then I said, but what about Mickey? And then I'm saying to myself, you know what? It's okay. You know why it's okay? Because they're talking, they're finding themselves. You don't know what they're gonna become later. And you don't want for them to have psychologically a problem of growth and say, I'm supposed to be like that, I'm supposed to say that, I'm supposed to dress like this, because I'm a guy, I'm a boy, I'm supposed to do... No, no, you don't know. Let people be who they are as quick and as soon as possible. Here's why every boy should play with baby dolls from a very young age. Let's go. Let me just put it like this. A lot of parents will instantly freeze up when they notice their young boy playing with his sister's baby doll. 
When this happens, many people become petrified that their son may be showing early signs of being gay. So they take the baby doll out of his hand and replace it with something better, like an action figure of a male who carries a sword or a gun. But here's something powerful to think about. When little boys are playing with a doll, they're simulating caring for a baby. Empathy. According to MindShift and KQED, when small boys interact with infants, they want to pat the baby's head and they even get distressed when the baby starts to cry. What's better, boys being socially conditioned to care for small infants or boys waving a sword or a gun around to keep people from feeling uncomfortable by perceiving him as gay? The next time you see a little boy playing with a baby doll, who cares if some weirdo says, I don't know, bro. yeah, I think he think he a girl. Go to the little boy and thank him for being so caring to an individual that is smaller than he is. Thank him for thinking about how someone else feels, even when he can easily destroy that individual. And if the baby doll is a girl, thank him for combing her hair. Thank him for not trying to squash her simply because there are some adult children in power who say that girls are inferior to him, period. Celine Dion has launched a gender-neutral children's clothing line, saying she hopes to encourage a dialogue of equality and possibility. Huffington Post reports the five-time Grammy winner unveiled the Selena Nunu collection late Tuesday with a quirky James Bond-style ad. In it, she's chased by security guards as she attempts to escape from the maternity ward of a hospital. She's then shown in the maternity ward of a hospital blowing a handful of sparkling confetti over a group of infants and, as if by magic, replacing their traditional blue and pink sleepwear with black and white non-gender specific ensembles. Sorry, one minute. Thank you. Alright, after watching the three videos, I can say that I personally was heavily surprised um, by people not necessarily falling into the definitions of the so-called uh, gender norms. These videos are basically showing showing people I'm sorry, videos are basically showing people willing to change the gender norms that that unfortunately yeah I'm sorry boss I'm sweat for a minute but that unfortunately uh okay there was a lead type um, unfortunately, we have become accustomed to to that as a young kid. Um, at times when I wasn't 
playing with my Matchbox cars. Um, in all honesty, I'm not even gonna lie. Yes, me and my sister did play around with her. Barbie dolls was something to do. Um, and the only life experience that relates to this was that a uh, young kid at times when I wasn't playing with my matchbox cars, there were times that me and my sister would play with their Barbies. But I really think that it it ended like around the age of maybe eight somewhere around there and that's what i have great so i would say my initial reaction is this makes me love celine dion even more like i am already a celine dion fan musically and everything but I, 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 I really dig the fact that she is just so cool. And as far as a connection for me, it, I think, you know, if, if I believe if my mom was still here, that she would actually have the same uh, perspective, the same open-minded perspective on mm -hmm. this. And I, I love my mom very much and very much appreciate her openness. And I also wanted to say, I didn't know you were going to say this, so I'm going to shout it out. I give your parents credit as well for not freaking out when you were playing with your sister's Barbie dolls. Mm -hmm. And even though you, you see, you naturally stopped it at eight. And it's not because what? they were like, Somewhere. You shouldn't play with those Barbie dolls. You need to play with some He-Man thing. Like, okay. I used to play with my friend's Barbie dolls, and, and I remember, anyway, I even requested that mom get me a, a Barbie doll, and she was like, okay, Aaron, a Barbie doll, okay. I was like, yeah, you know? Like, in my mind, I, I was like, yeah, I love doing the Barbie doll's hair. Like me and my friend at that time would always do the Barbie's hair. And my mom got me a Ken doll. And I was like, but where's the hair? You know, but but anyway, I, I appreciate my mom's uh, openness and willingness to be open and cool. So also I, I wanted to, reference in this time a taxi driver a, i'll call him a taxi driver that i had this past weekend who when, when i get in these taxi rides i generally will 
be very open about my LGBT stuff because I, I think society needs to get to the point that it's just a casual thing. So I will sort of deliberately bring it up in casual conversation. And I, I, I had a, a interesting conversation with him. He is not in favor of LGBT at all. And he was like, and I, I'm going to do this as a dog here. He, ah, I, I'll save the rest of it for my one minute. Basic complexity, what's your one and one, my friend? Okay. Um, well, once again, I guess it's just one. Um, and the thing, like, I guess to total everything up and just come out with a short statement would be basically to let kids be themselves. Don't affect no one else. Yeah. And that's what I have. All right, and I will say, yes, so as for him, he was, ooh. We did not agree on the LGBT thing, but he was like, uh, willing to engage me in conversation on it. And I, I don't have a problem speaking with people who disagree. I must admit though, I was a little uh, concerned when I was in his car and w what he said was, he's like, yeah, you know, I think that, I, I think it's wrong. This is what he said. He said that he thinks it's wrong that people who kill gay people for being gay should, uh, get in trouble for it. He's like, I, I don't think that that should happen. And I was like, what? Let me get out of this man's car. He is crazy. But I, I, I was just like, Aaron, hold your peace. Because I don't think that he thought that I was gay. Anyway, um, so he's probably not a fan of the Celine Nunu um, clothing either. Chances are, you know, because of the way he feels like that. But my one sentence is, mm. the world needs more free-minded thinkers who think like Celine Dion and like mm. my mommy. So let's all evolve to welcoming each other into the 21st century. <laughs> Wouldn't it be beautiful? Right. Yes. Oh, right, Bits Complexity, are you ready for the next one? And I'll go first for B. Yeah. Here we go. So recently I made a video saying Asian men and black women had the least amount of matches on online dating and without context, there were a lot of miscommunications. I apologize for that. I can always do better. So instead, let me clarify. 
So the data isn't about Asian men and black women matching with each other. Rather, it's about the two demographics independent of each other getting the lowest amount of matches due to societal depiction of ideal masculinity and ideal femininity. Here's one research article that says, Black women and Asian men, on the other hand, are depicted respectively as less feminine and less masculine. Here's another article saying Asian males and black females are more highly excluded than their opposite sex counterparts. In this context, Asian men and black women have a shared experience in the sense that we're not desired because we're not enough, we're not masculine enough, we're not feminine enough. And the rest of the video is me photographing Dylan, an Asian man, to help him see that for once he is masculine enough. And I end the video by saying that this isn't just for Dylan, but for anyone who never felt like they fit society's standards. I hope that clarifies it, and I can't wait to give away a photo shoot to a black woman as well. All right. And by the way, um, I, I, I'm late posting this comment, but Dion, Dion Jenkins said, he, he said the song, referencing the song, he's like, it's by Matume. So yes, uh, yes, it, 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 that's who it's by. We thank you. All right. And we will, my, I will say that my action is um, also in line with my connection in that I feel it's a sad truth personally and I I remember years ago, oh my gosh. I, I, I read this book called Dataclism. And in that book, they it, it speaks of a, those exact stats. And I I love statistics and when you combine statistics and make it dating statistics, it's like, yay, I love it. And that's what that book was about. Dataclism is for okay Cupid, though. And that's the thing. So yes, the book did say Black women and Asian men seem to get the least attention. And it's like, yeah, but outside of the context of the fact that I, there are exceptions to every rule and even rules don't always apply. And for example, huh, comparing Jack versus Grinder, I remember years ago a friend of mine was like, Jack is for people of any race who want a black man and grinder is for people of any race who want a white man. And it's like, and that's not always the case at all because like my best friend stays on, well, he, he used to be on grinder a lot. And, um, but bleh, oh my God. Anyway, it, it reminds me of the fact that different places receive people differently. And I remember years ago when I used to, um, in, in my very um, infrequent club days, I went to, when I would go to the Delta with a friend of mine, a particular friend of mine who was new in town, dudes would be lining up like out of the door 
trying to get his attention. Like, and it would be the three of us, me, my other friend, and him. And dudes would be lining up out of the door trying to get his attention. But we went to Nations, which is also a mixed club. But when we would go to Nation, when we went to Nations, nobody talked to him at all. And it was like, wow, that's so interesting how your location can make a difference in how attractive you are to people. Now, I will say the rest in my one minute. Uh, Base complexity. Okay. Um. Um, so I just was well was mine next. But yeah, this is weird. Um that that is probably very true or was stated in the video. Um because at a certain point in time I've noticed the the same things. And yeah, that's what I Okay. And I, I will say this friend of mine who people were lining up for, he's very conventionally attractive. And mm -hmm. Myself and my other friend, you know, I guess like just average or whatever, but it, it's like we would just pick up whatever dust he left behind and we would just be like, well, you, you know, it, 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 it's a club, so let's just dance and enjoy the music. And a, a thing is that he, my other friend who was particularly fine, wanted to also dance and enjoy the music, but dudes would be on him so much. So I, I'm like, that that's an interesting situation that people who are exceptionally attractive can find themselves in. You know, like he just wanted to chill and just be cool and stuff, but everybody would be throwing themselves at him constantly, constantly. And it's like, that's gotta be an interesting thing to have to deal with because I, I know he just would want to dance and chill too. Anyway, my one sentence is preference versus racist is a dating tale as old as time. Truth is the right match for you will not block you with such requirements. There's no need to fight. They will be ready when you are ready. That at the end of the sentence. Basic complexity or one and one, my friend. Um basically it's just as simple as saying for the general public, don't make assumptions about another person. You could be dead wrong. That's a song by Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. 
Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> now, here comes, and I go first on this one. Hashtag first TV NDR indie artist segment. Yes, from our friend Bodyguard. Hashtag first TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Two, oh, three.